This episode of Vegas Revealed is sponsored by Targeted Tax Relief. Do you need peace of mind and want the IRS off your back for good? Do you dread getting the mail or filing your taxes? Targeted Tax Relief specializes in resolving really tough issues with the IRS. Yeah, whether you're someone who has the IRS on your back because of owed taxes, or maybe you're an accountant or a CPA with clients who have tax issues, Targeted Tax Relief can help. Targeted Tax Relief's enrolled agents can directly negotiate with the government on your behalf. They can come up with a debt resolution settlement. Give Tracy and her team a call at Targeted Tax Relief today. The number is 888-843-4113. You'll get a free consultation, so it doesn't hurt just to pick up the phone and call. An operator is standing by 24 hours a day to take your information down. And keep this in mind, it is confidential and secure. The number again, 888-843-4113. Or go to targetedtaxrelief.com. Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 107. Hey, if you love Las Vegas and you need help getting the best food recommendations, we introduce you to a new app called Neon Feast. What makes it different and why you need to download it. Plus, Backstreet Boys will take on the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. BTS will take over Allegiant Stadium. And Cirque du Soleil is back at New York, New York. Let's get to it. Spin that wheel. Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 107. Sean McAllister here, along with Dana Roselli. And Dana, what a wacky past week it's been here, weather-wise, in Las Vegas. I know. For the last few epi- uh, episodes, we've been talking about how warm it has been in Las Vegas. What a beautiful, warm winter we've had. And then, I mean, you've boom. been out laying at the pool. Well, and that's the thing. I'm thinking literally two weekends in a row I was at the pool, you know, just laying out with uh, some friends, getting some sun. It was great. Perfect weather for that. 70s, low 70s, and then all of a sudden, whew, gust of wind, and we're back to winter. Today feels like fall. It's like we just kind of go through all these adjustments, and in some ways it can kind of be annoying, but what I do like about it is that, like, it changes up the wardrobe. I'm like, oh, I can get some of my sweaters in again. And then I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about trying to fit in, you know, relaxation at the pool. Now I can right. be busy and not feel like I'm missing out. Then when it gets nice again, you're like, oh, it's beautiful. Let's have a barbecue. And then, like, it is kind of, like, good for variety. Yeah, we did. And you mentioned the wind. We had a big like, dust storm that blew through. The sky was all, like, murky and hazy. And within the past week... Certain parts of the Las Vegas Valley saw snow flurries. The rest of us got rain. So mm-hmm. it has been wild going from warm to cold. And I mean, hopefully the warm comes back quick because pool season officially kicks off in like two weeks. It does. You know, they've had like all the casting and auditions for all the workers and, and they're ready to go. And most of the pools, like you said, will open at the resorts like full time. Like there's been a few, or well, the one that's, you know, at Circa that's been open year round. Right. But the other ones, they don't start actually heating them and opening up like the cocktail service and all that kind of thing. But hopefully it warms up by then. Yeah, I hope so. Mother Nature needs to cooperate with that for sure. Uh, you mentioned jobs at the pools, but there are also... Uh, 
there's a lot of hiring going on across Las Vegas at just about every property on the Strip. If you need a job, I mean, the English Hotel that just opened, downtown is hiring, the Palms is hiring. All the properties are hiring um, to get service back at these hotel casinos that are seeing, you know, large numbers of visitors since things are masks are off and things are things are popping. Yeah, we're getting visitation numbers that are getting back up to what we've been used to before uh, the pandemic hit. But what hasn't come back are the levels of people who are willing to work Mm -hmm. and really support the service industry that we have here in Las Vegas. So that really has been a challenge, not only at uh, strip properties, hotel casinos, but at, at restaurants and any kind of service-based uh, business all across the Las Vegas Valley. And I know this is not uh, an issue that's unique to Las Vegas. It's something that people are seeing a- across the country. Yeah. But um, but in Las Vegas, it, I feel like it's definitely felt a little bit more because we are used to a, a certain level yeah. of service. And, you know, we're trying to keep up. Yeah, I never even mentioned, uh, I mentioned that I went to see Caratop, but that night when I pulled up to the Luxor in the front, it was like all backed up, like the valet, there wasn't enough valet workers. It was all backed up and I was waiting and I'm like, what should I do? And they're like, well, we're just backed up. Like there's no way. So we're like, okay, so we moved to the side Mandalay Bay valet near the shops and it was just a ghost town, but all these cars were there. So we were like, is valet service on my friend walked inside there was no one at the desk huh. there were cu- we're like and we were like this is a product of the pandemic completely they just don't have people i think and or enough people right now it is definitely frustrating but um I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the solution is. I was telling you, I saw on Twitter someone we know very well in the hospitality world was saying like where did everyone go that was in the service industry? Why can't we get workers? Where are they now? And a lot of people were saying people have reinvented themselves. They have to had find different kinds of things to do, whether it's customer service or maybe they've moved on to retail or work from home or launched a business that they never thought about before. I don't know. So it's interesting. When I know a lot of people too have, you know, if they like uh, gardening or woodworking, something that they had done as a hobby, you know, aside from what they did for a living for their paycheck, uh, during the the past couple years, they've really dove into their their hobby a little more and turned that into their full-time job. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, business is booming on our end. We we co-own a media company, in case you aren't familiar with what we do for our real job. <laughs> but even you and I just had a chat. Like, I don't know if we can keep up Vegas Revealed Weekly because we are so busy with work. We're going to find a way to do it. But, you know, we do this as a hobby in many ways. Sometimes we get a sponsor. We're super thankful for targeted tax relief this month. Um, but... Sometimes it's it it does take time and and business is booming and I wish we could hire someone else but right now we're just you know yeah still For, on the ground up fortunately fortunately yeah. business is booming and schedules are tight. And show schedules are going to be tight for performers in a new Cirque du Soleil show that was just announced here on the Las Vegas Strip. 
I like this, Sean, because it's called Mad Apple, and it's going to be at New York, New York. And I love that this is kind of like a New York-themed show at New York, New York. It's just I know. Perfect. We need that, right? I know. I love when it matches up, you know? It does. It's just like when Jersey Boys used to be at the Palazzo. Because I always thought it was weird when it moved to the Paris. I'm like, mm, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But So I love this new show. It, uh, new York, New York is going to be New York City themed. And it's going to include pretty much what they're known for, right? Music, dance, acrobatics, uh, some magic, and then, of course, comedy. Right. And this is going to be a little bit more of a variety show feel than what you would normally expect from a Cirque du Soleil show. And I feel like as I was seeing, there was a big uh, media event down at New York, New York. They gave some glimpses into uh, what we can expect from the performances uh, in this new show, Mad Apple. And it kind of reminded me of... um, kind of the supper clubs that have taken off in popularity here in Las Vegas. And the live entertainment that you have up there is kind of like a clubby, jazzy Mm -hmm. kind of feel. And there was Rose Rabbit Lie that ended up closing down over at the Cosmopolitan. That was a supper club environment. And now it's Super Freako. Now it's Super Freako. And and just a variety of acts. There's dancers, there's singers, there's uh, people, you know, doing stunts and and comedy mixed in a little bit as well. So um, I... As soon as I saw this concept, it made me think, oh, that's interesting. Is Cirque kind of like pulling from the vibe of the entertainment experiences that have gained traction over the past few years? Yeah, I was reading a little bit more about it on the website, and they're really, you know, also focusing on the pre-show. Like, they're going to have pre-show magic, you know, cocktails from the stunning stage bar, a band playing some of the biggest musical hits inspired by New York City. So I love it. And the way they describe it is Mad Apple blurs the lines between circus, live entertainment, and New York nightlife culture. So, and... It's going to be, like you said, a variety of different things, but it's also starring comedian Brad Williams. And this is a show that we don't have to wait terribly long for. Uh, It looks like Memorial Day weekend. They're going to be starting uh, their first shows on May 26th. So uh, spring comes and we have new entertainment for you on the Las Vegas Strip. Mad Apple inside uh, what used to be the Zumanity Theater over at New York, New York. And we're going to get into a whole bunch of other show announcements in a little bit. But first, we want to tell you about a new app. Yeah, it's called Neon Feast, and it was created by longtime uh, Las Vegas uh, culinary journalist, El Mancini. Uh, He's been on our show before. He has a podcast called Food and Loathing in Las Vegas, which we've talked about. A a veteran writer, and he's just launched a great new app. It's called Neon Feast, as I mentioned, and it takes input from a long list of influencers, journalists, and foodies. Yeah, this is, you know, instead of a bunch of random reviews you can't really always count on. So Sean and I are happy to contribute to this app. We're excited about it. Al launched the app with a party at Soul Belly Barbecue on Main Street in Las Vegas. It was a great big launch right on President's Day. And we said, Al, you know what? We got to catch up with you on the podcast. So we took him aside and talked to him all about it. Al, we talked to you on the podcast before. 
about your podcast, about food and your love for food and your many, many years experiencing food in Las Vegas. But you tell us in your words, what is Neon Feast, this new app? Neon Feast is my attempt to, um, to let everybody in the world in on the really cool culinary conversations I have with my friends in this town. I just happen to have a lot of friends who know a lot about food. I've been very blessed and fortunate that um, some of the best chefs in the world and restaurateurs and journalists like you guys are sort of my go-to people when I want to talk about where we should eat, right? And these are, we always have late night conversations or conversations across a press table, conversations at the bar at the end of the night. And we always say, where are you going? Where'd you go for Italian? Where'd you go for Greek? What I tried to do is put that all in the palm of people's hands, right? So this is an app that you can open it up. We have a hundred plus categories. Some are based on neighborhoods, some are based on types of food. And in each of those categories, there are maybe anywhere from five to 12 restaurants that come recommended by my friends, by people in my Rolodex who really know food, right? And that, to me, was getting lightning in a bottle. How do we take all of this collective knowledge that I'm fortunate to have access to and make it very easy for people to access? So the basic listings here, we have over 400 already on this app and over 100 categories. They have all the information you need. And then some of the restaurants are actually taking it a step further and having a button so you can make a reservation straight from the app, a button where you can get takeout or delivery straight from the app, where you can ask a question if you're worried about whether they could do your gluten-free diet. You hit a button, you send them an email, and they'll answer you. So you know, this is really about just putting people in touch with the restaurants that we know are great in Las Vegas. And I know developing an app is its not something that happens overnight. I know this is a project you've been working on for a, a long time. I mean, I feel like it's been over a year that it's been at least in your head and then to actually put things down on paper and get them programmed and all that. What is your favorite part and feature of the app that is now available to people when they download Neon Feast? What has surprised me most other than the fact that I got it done, because I've been thinking about it for probably four years, to be honest. Has it been that long? Putting together business plans and talking to investors, that all goes back four years, at least. Um, But So the fact it got done, that's my favorite part. But honestly, I love the team that designed the app, a company called Object Studio. And when I flip through this, it has that feel of a guidebook that I used to take on a vacation with me where you can really just dig in. If you want to be a food nerd and you really want to learn about the town, you can go down rabbit holes. Maybe you start off on an Italian restaurant and then you see that it's also on the list of places with breathtaking views and you're like, oh, I didn't even know that was a list. Let me look at the other places on that list. And you can go on and on and on. So I love the way that this company put this app together. And I also feel that it's very of the moment because I said I wanted something with a guidebook feel and we have that but it also has that scroll that we've all come to get used to with the Netflix or the you know those those type of worlds and I think that it is very intuitive for those of us for those actually younger than me who've been raised on that Netflix generation of being able to scroll through and if you push this you may also like this so I'm amazed by how usable it is I'm really really excited and happy for that and I hope other people find it usable And what's been the response from the restaurant community, like the chefs, the owners of certain restaurants in certain parts of town, everyone that's featured on this app? Well, I mean, first of all, MGM Resorts International, I want to send a shout out to right off the bat. They were so such early supporters. They came in right from the start. They agreed to um, 
upgrade 20 of their listings to premium features without the app even being done, right? I showed them a little bit of a demo and they said, we're in, we like the idea. So that kind of enthusiasm was really amazing. But also, you know, the folks at Caesars have signed on, Station, I have other people from other casino companies in the room. So they're excited, they're looking at it. I think that they like the idea that this is only expert recommendations, right? Um, we certainly welcome the public to upload photos of their meal, and as long as they're legit, they will get approved and put on the app. Um, it's not that we don't trust the public. Yes, it is. It's that we don't trust the public because you we never don't trust know, the you know? Um, no, and I think that the restaurant community is very excited to have something that is built by people who understand the industry, right? I, I was going to say, I feel like a lot of times we hear stories about competitors writing bad reviews and anonymous people, and it's really hard to get them down. So this keeps it legit, like you said. And, and Al, you were generous enough to ask uh, both Dana and myself to contribute to the, the, the launch of Neon Feast and give some of our recommendations. Since those recommendations came into you, my mind has been racing, and I've had a list of other recommendations. Is Neon Feast something that's like a living, breathing entity that's going to be constantly evolving? Yeah, this is a work in progress. This is only 90% of version 1.0 complete right now. Um, and we're about to round that off. But I want to add cocktail lists, spirits lists. So I need to go and find some super experts in those fields. I also want to have interest lists. I want to have things like pet-friendly you know, pet patios. And Kathy Brooks from the Hydrant Club is here today. She said that she'll put that list together for me. I want to talk to people that represent the LGBTQ community to do LGBTQ owned and friendly restaurants, black owned restaurants. So this is constantly going to build. And I'm also going to go back to all of you. I'm a little nervous because that was a long survey I sent you. It was long. You were so kind to take your time with it. But I will go back to all of you probably in a month or so and say, hey, you've looked at the list. What's missing? And if you got, if a bunch of you come back with the same ones, then we're going to add them right away because this is my full-time job. I'm here to dedicate myself to writing about food in Las Vegas. It's sad that we don't have as many full-time food journalists as we used to have. On the bright side, we have a lot of talented Instagrammers who I've also polled for this. So, you know, this is what I do. And this is what I want to continue doing as long as people are willing to listen to me do it. So, yeah, this is going to evolve constantly. We love it. Listen, congratulations, Dale. You're right. It was a long survey, but the thing is, is it shows how thorough you are. This wasn't just a one-pager, you know? You really, really dove into our minds. <laughs> so go on to uh, the Apple uh, App Store, uh, Google Play, wherever you download your apps, and get Neon Feasted as your guide to everything in the culinary community here in Las Vegas. And if I might add, if you're not app savvy, um, neonfeast.com. We do have a version of it for the web. Perfect. Thanks, Al. Thank you. All right. Let's get into some of the new entertainment that has just been announced. And Dana, it looks like we are going to have a boy band extravaganza weekend <laughs> in Las Vegas coming up this spring. We sure are. And it's the weekend after the Grammys hit Las Vegas. So I have a feeling everyone will be in town for that. They'll hit rehearsal <laughs> and then they'll, they'll be performing on the strip. Backstreet Boys did announce they're kicking off their DNA World Tour at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. So this is exciting. A new place for them. They've always performed at Zappos Theater. And now they're going to be right inside the Coliseum for performances on April 8th, 9th, 15th, and 16th. Yeah, and this is going to, as you say, uh, officially 
kick off the DNA World Tour, which was postponed because of uh, COVID. I, we talked in, in past episodes with Backstreet Boy Nick Carter, who told us all about how they were down in Brazil and they had to cancel a show and then get out of the country before they were totally locked out of the U.S. Um, but this is kind of hopefully giving us a glimpse at what is to come after they wrap up their tour because Nick has also told us that Backstreet Boys will be back for another Las Vegas residency once they fulfill all of the tour dates that were that were promised a long time ago. Right. And then right down the road, BTS is going to be performing in Las Vegas. And I don't know, have they had shows here before? I'm trying to think if they ever like stopped here. Maybe, maybe I once. I think they were at uh, the... Grand Garden Arena. Maybe, yeah. We need, we didn't do our research on that, but that's okay. Let, let's just say they're one of the biggest boy bands in the world, if not the biggest at the moment, wouldn't you say? Um, they are literally pop icons right now. So they're going to be doing BTS Permission to Dance on stage, Las Vegas. Now, it's going to be held April 8th, 9th, 15th, and 16th, and it's going to be taking place at Allegiant Stadium in front of a live audience. The cool part is they're going to do this live play in Las Vegas in-person live broadcast event across the street at MGM Grand Garden Arena on all four days. So I believe how that work it works is you go in the Grand Garden Arena and you watch the Allegiant show live. So it kind of opens up for like more people to have the BTS experience. It's approximately, I guess, four months after they had something similar in L.A., and it just like really took off and was super successful. So it's going to be a huge event. I had friends who uh, went to one of the shows in L.A. It's a, a friend who took their kids to go see BTS, and they said the show was just incredible. And, I mean, there were a lot of parents who were accompanying their kids mm -hmm. to go and see the show, right. which I feel like is kind of like what used to happen at Backstreet Boy concerts, mm -hmm. but now it's like the kids are all grown up, right. so it's all parents at Backstreet Boys, <laughs> and BTS is like the new crop of boy banders that are going to have the, the screaming kids over there. Right. But man, that is going to be a packed wow. weekend. Oh, here in Las Vegas. A couple with... weekends, right? Well, and that's the thing is like all these BTS fans are going to be in town. Backstreet fans are going to be in town. Right. And just those two shows alone on two weekends gonna are going to bring in droves, right? Absolutely. And then the fact that they're opening up Allegiant Stadium, then the Grand Garden. So it's going to be great. Uh, more details to come on that, but I know you have to register. You Like, like you know, we've talked about before, like the fan experience, you have to register, get in the list. So, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a tough ticket to get, but the good thing is the locations are huge, so there'll be a lot of tickets out there. Uh, Comedy-wise, Chris Rock is going to be doing some shows over at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. He's got performances announced for Friday, May 6th, uh, Saturday the 7th, and Sunday, July 3rd. So um, it's always great to have Chris Rock back in Vegas. He's been here before. People absolutely love him. and I love him. It's one of my favorites. I saw him in Syracuse, New York. Oh. Then I went to the Park MGM and saw him there. I love going to his live shows. He is one of the funniest people. He is on hilarious. Earth. <laughs> 
His comedy is great. So his tour is called Ego Death World Tour 2022. Yeah, and he's making that stop at uh, the Coliseum for three different days. I love that he has a 9.30 p.m. show because I'm sure it'll be a little more vulgar. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> he's always, yeah, he's always a little vulgar, but it's, it's a good laugh. Last time I went to his show, we had to put our phones away in one of those pouches. Oh, really? So wonderful. Do that again. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's something they do over at uh, Park MGM. Yeah, that's where he was. Dolby so. Live. Right. But I've not seen any other theaters do that, I don't think, I in know. Las Vegas. So, so I wonder if it's up to the artist or if they're, I don't know how that yeah, works. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Well, Sean, get ready for a little Naughty by Nature, Kid and Play, JJ Fad, Thea Austin of Snap. And CeeLo Green. How this, about that lineup? This sounds like a mixtape that I used to play on my boombox. Well, that's funny that you say that because it's called Boombox. Well, there you go. And it's coming to the Westgate, Las Vegas, on May 11th to the 15th and then May 18th to the 22nd. If you love the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, music fans are going to love this. And, Sean, you talked about the halftime show at the Super Bowl and how you wish, like, everyone that was there kind of did a big collaborative performance while parents... Apparently, in this show, they're going to do their own separate thing, but then they're going to come together for a bunch of moments, too, and kind of collaborate. Uh, There's going to be a live DJ, drummer, apparently, like, tons of nostalgic videos, dancers. It sounds like a blast. It does. It does. And you mentioned the Super Bowl. Uh, It was also just announced, of course, Snoop Dogg took part in the Super Bowl halftime show. Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube live in Las Vegas is coming to the Michelob Ultra Arena over at Mandalay Bay on May 14th. So you can see that show. That's not a residency. It's just a one-time stop uh, as part of their tour. Um, but you'll be able to see that coming up in May as well. I've, I've never seen Snoop live. I got to go. I like Snoop. I mean, there's <laughs> definitely going to be a certain aroma in the air for sure. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's clean it up with the ACM award lineup. How about that? Just wanted to know, we've talked about that. The awards are coming to uh, Allegiant Stadium. They always take place mostly in Las Vegas, but I think this is the first time, obviously, it'll be held at Allegiant Stadium. going to be a big event. It's on Monday, March 7th, and we now found out that the, some of the performances include... Our Vegas headliners, Carrie Underwood and Luke Bryan. Yeah, which is going to be so great to see them performing uh, up on stage during the ACM Awards. Of course, they uh, each have residencies over at Resorts World. And by the way, you may recall last week we mentioned the theater over at Resorts World is nominated itself for an ACM for Venue of the Year. Yeah, it's it's going to be a big old party. There's so much coming up in Las Vegas, everyone. I can't, we can't even believe it. It's nonstop. So uh, we'll keep you posted, obviously, on all our social media platforms. So follow us there. And it's Vegas Revealed. We're really easy to find. If we um, miss anything, it's just because there's so much stuff. <laughs> yeah. And another note on the ACMs, uh, Dolly Parton is hosting the award ceremony this year. And it was also just announced Kelly Clarkson is going to be performing a tribute to Dolly Parton during the award show. So that's going to be fantastic. Again, March 7th, and that's going to be streaming live on Amazon Prime. That's where you're going to be able to watch the ACM Awards this year. All right, let's get to some tips. (laughs) 
All right, a tweet I saw online by someone we follow on Twitter. His name's Steve. He's at Las Vegas UK, and I always get lots of UK little nuggets from him. And we have people that listen to Vegas Revealed from all over the world. So we love to mention some of the updates we get. And this one, Sean, I thought was pretty cool. It was about the new A350 Airbus that is going to be apparently flying to Vegas, it's British Airways, um, starting April. And so I know people that come in from overseas, they plan the whole thing and the, the actual getting there is important to them. What kind of you know aircraft they're flying on, what kind of class they can get or upgrades. And so I thought this was a really good piece of information since flying stopped like literally you know, for a long time. Right. Now that we have, you know, international flights again and overseas flights, it's interesting to see that they're, you know, making some upgrades. And he said it's a great new aircraft. I saw people chiming in. Uh, Shane G chimed in and said, I'm flying with British Airways to Las Vegas in August on the A350 in their club suites. He says he cannot wait. And then British Airways wrote him back saying, we're looking forward to welcoming Ming you aboard, which kind of confirms like, okay, so this is happening. Right. And these uh, business class club suites, mm-hmm. um, it's an entire section of the plane that's, it's like those pods that you see where there's a single seat and there's a, kind of a wall next to you so you can recline and it's just nice and comfy. It's a comfy way to travel. Yeah. Um, and British Airways has daily flights with these uh, A350s mm. to Las Vegas out of Heathrow. So, you know, there's lots of options, and it's a, a great way to travel if if you can get the ticket. And it's like four rows of seats. So it's one row against the left side of the plane. Uh, there's two rows in the middle, and then one row on the right side of the plane. Not too shabby. You're not going to be, <laughs> like, squeezed in next to anybody. Right. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, people love the offerings, and I think this is going to be a great addition. And whatever makes those travelers more comfortable as they head to Las Vegas to most likely lose some money, (laughs) sometimes win some money, and have some fun. Arrive happy and in comfort and go home the same way, (laughs) but maybe a little lighter in the wallet. Tissue boxes uh, on the nightstand. Yeah, exactly. On the way back. Hey, last week on the podcast, we told you that we were going to see Shania Twain's residency show over at Planet Hollywood at the Zappos Theater. And we did. And Shania and her fans, Shania's show is a great show. Of course, she sings all of her hits. Yeah, it was fun. She said usually she brings her dog on stage with her at some part at some point um but she said her dog is getting older and had to stay home in switzerland he's too old to travel now so the the dog didn't make an appearance but shania did and she was fantastic the zeppos theater you may recall when we talked about going to see gwen stefani we had some challenges getting into the zeppos theater and it was kind of the same experience this time around. Yeah, we were kind of surprised. It had been a little while since we went to Gwen. And uh, I, I think we even talked about and showed that long line all the way to the parking garage. It was insane. Happy to see that many people attending the show. It yeah. felt, you know, very vibrant. But we were like, holy cow. So then it, we thought it was because of the vaccine card that it was required to go in. 
and uh, the possible, uh, if you don't have a card, you get a test and all that kind of thing. But um, first of all, we should have read, which we did read that vaccine cards were required this time, but we thought since the masks came off that that rule had kind of gone away. But no, it's still up to the individual, I guess, artist or venue. And so they were still requiring people to show cards. Now, I don't know if that's the reason it slows things down, but that line to get into Shania was just as long. Really, like, we were there 25 minutes to a half hour ahead of time. And they were calling the show starting in four minutes and we were looking back at the line going, well, we, everyone's not in. And there's still logistics to be worked out. Yeah. To uh, have the protocols in place that they want to have in place, but still get people into the theater in a timely manner. Yeah. Cause once people got in, they didn't want to rush right to the seat. You want to grab a drink. You want to buy some merchandise, all that kind of thing. And so it, it, it was, the lobby was packed and we heard Shania, you know, starting. Starting. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think we didn't even get in there until about like two songs in. The third in. or fourth, I think. The yeah. fourth song is when we finally got into the theater. Right. We stopped at a bar that wasn't, didn't have the longest line. We only had to wait 10 minutes. And then, because <laughs> we thought, oh, this will be quicker. Because we wanted to, I even just wanted like a Diet Coke. And I was like, and then they're like, oh, this is a cash bar only. <laughs> After we waited 10 minutes, we did not have the best night getting in. Who the hell has a cash only bar these days? Well, and they need a sign. That they says need cash a only bar. huge ass sign. <laughs> we have entire casino properties on the Las Vegas Strip going cashless. Right. Why in this day and age, in February of 2022, do we have a cash only bar? Give me a break. <laughs> well, no. I guess the I will tap are my card or Apple Pay you all day. No cash. Let's get rid of cash only bars. And there were literally one, two, three, <sighs> four, five, six of us. Nobody had cash. We all turned around. <laughs> you know what? I'm so tempted to add a design to our Vegas Revealed merchandise store that says, screw your cash only bar. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, I know. That, so, I was irritated by yeah, that. Yeah, we were irritated. But Shania's we, show was great. Well, Had we fun. got in and we got our seats. We all enjoyed the show. Everyone around us was standing up, you know, hit after hit. She sounded great. She looked great. We had an absolutely fabulous time. And also want to just go back to when we were talking about the lack of workers and hiring. And yeah. that could also have something to do with it. We don't know. We don't work at Zappos Theater. We don't work at Planet Hollywood. They, they could be short-staffed. Uh, so I don't know, but um, I tried to ask somebody who worked there, and uh, he was feverishly uh, <laughs> running back and forth up and down the line. Yeah, and the only response from him was, "We're not opening any other lines." She's going on in four minutes. Okay. So I was like, "All right, <laughs> well, all right, whatever." Uh, but our tip, the tip, the tip. <laughs> all of all of this is the lead up to the tip. Just. Get there if you're planning to go to a show at Zappos Theater. I guess you need to plan to be there at least 45 minutes before the scheduled start of the show. At least. So that you can, I mean, and that's minimum. Yeah, because we met for a quick drink and dinner before. And on the way in, there was not a line. No. And we met at 6-ish, 6.20. Yeah, 6.20-ish. And the show started at... Eight. We went over there at 7.30. So like 6.20-ish, if you don't mind going in for like an hour or so. Yeah. But so maybe more, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe more like seven heading in there. There, there was not a line. And 
And I think people thought they were, you know, and we all might have just thought the same thing. Like if we go at 7.30, that's plenty of time. And then everyone just showed up. But yeah. it's a big theater. It is a big theater. It's a lot so, of yeah. people to get in. So, so get just, there early. Be prepared for the, 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 the bar without the line or just a few people and it's probably cash only and uh get there early it's 20 dollars parking in the miracle mile shops for special events also keep that in mind pay before you get to your car there's all sorts of tips but anyway it's a fun experience just be prepared to spend some time there thanks so much for uh joining us on episode 107 of vegas revealed we will be back next week with episode 108 and we want to give a big thank you once again to our sponsor targeted tax relief you can Get your tax worries taken care of. Get rid of the IRS calls, the letters. Let Tracy and her team at Targeted Tax Relief give you peace of mind. TargetedTaxRelief.com. Have a great week, everyone. Let's get away.